Okay, so hi Elizabeth. So what do we think about the Colombian presidential elections? For me, it was an exciting election. We ended up in the first round with two candidates who didn't represent any traditional political group. And in the second round, it was a dispute over who represented more change. Something curious for me because both candidates had traditional politicians in their campaigns. No, I also think that these results from these like that Petro and Hernández and then especially Petro that he won the election result from the fatigue towards the traditional political class, the country elites, inequality, corruptions and the harmful effects of the pandemic. And I also believe this result from something fundamental in our country that was the peace process. This process allowed us to have other conversations and dynamics. Many people and communities became more visible and politically influential. And that is why some consider these elections result part of a transition, no? No, I completely agree. And I think that what we saw from these two candidates who came to the second round and Pedro who eventually won is that they were really the only candidates on the field who were able to read the room, the level of frustration that there is both in urban areas and in the countryside. Um, and I think, you know, now that they've read that, now that the, the sort of that frustration has has come to the forefront and now that we have a candidate who promises to bring out this change, I think one of the major um, challenges that he's going to face is dealing with the very serious security situation in the countryside and very ri and rising levels of violence really um, in, in, in sort of different um, indicators, whether it's forced confinement, displacement, selective killings. And I think how he deals with the security forces in particular is going to be really interesting. Um, Kata, I know you've done a lot of work on police reform, and this is a, an area where Petro has touched on quite a bit. Do you want to tell us what you think we could expect under his administration? Yeah, for me, more like in terms of security and especially in, in police reform, I think the immediate action will be his appointments to lead the Ministry of Defense and the public force will be like fundamental uh, because yeah mainly like he wants to do a lot of changes to to the police but I think these appointments will be fundamentals to see how deep he can get into into these reforms also some of the other topics that I work on that is rock policy I think there will be a change Petro says there will be a paradigm shift And I hope we see that, no more glyphosate, no more force of education, more evidence, more alternative uses of coca leaf, more risk and harm reduction strategy. And I think it will be interesting no, to see how these changes are implemented in a country that has historically been very committed to the fight against narco-traffic. So, yeah, I don't know what you think about also about the peace process and the changes that he can do in, in security, knowing that his goal is human security, no? That's right. So I think it's such a fascinating moment, too, because we have obviously a, a candidate who's now taking office who has promised um, to sort of demilitarize in some ways the approach to security, take this more human approach. At the same time, yesterday, we had the launch of this really historic um, report by the country's Truth Commission, laying out sort of some of the root causes that led to conflict. And two of the things that they really pointed to, um, I think, speak very much to the moment we're in and the possible changes we could see ahead 
One, of course, was this role that the war on drugs has played in perpetuating conflict and the militarized approach to security in the countryside um, here in Colombia. And here the report, I think, really fingered uh, Colombia's main ally, the United States, and the pressure that it's put on the country to sort of take this hard-handed approach. Uh, Petro, as you said, obviously has taken a, a totally different sort of rhetorical spin on the situation and promised sort, sort of, you know, um, concerted, um, agreed upon approaches with farmers, voluntary substitution, things like that that could sort of find alternatives, uh, livelihoods for people who um, are in, uh, who are working in, in, in sort of coca production um, and, and, and sort of shift the needle. I think one of the interesting questions is one, you know, how does the United States react to that? And two, how do the security hmm. forces themselves react? Um, and I think, you know, here you pointed to something really key, which is the appointments, the mood that we've heard um, my own conversations with the military indicate that there is sort of a lot of distrust at the moment. And I think it's really a question of how Petro can win over their trust at the same time that he's pushing for reform. Yeah. Also, you know, I hope that he is stop investing in the war on drugs because a significant damage left by the outgoing government is that Duque's government assume and promote that national security is primarily about drug issues. So I really hope that Petro changed this narrative and this investment. And in the about security in general, I also hope that Petro will diversify the security sector because for me, it is a sector thought by and for men. So I hope that we have more women visible in 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 this sector as well. I think that's right, women and minorities, and I think all the interests that have sort of uh, traditionally, frankly, been penalized by the security system, now is a moment when we can sort of shift that on its head, let's hope. Yeah, and yeah, I think like at least 